Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Rating Tina Up. Chapter 20. It was next to impossible to be heard over the sound of the helicopter blades whipping and the wind the blades raised. Skinner and Reyes sat side by side in the helicopter behind the pilot, looking down into the great gorge that was known as the Grand Canyon. They had decided they could not let the vacation end without visiting the best-known of the Arizona natural landmarks, even though Reyes had seen it several times already. Then why see it again? Skinner had asked as they dressed for the day. Is that your way of telling me you don't want to visit the Grand Canyon? Reyes replied, as she pulled her dark hair into a ponytail that somehow made her look like an eager schoolgirl. Of course I want to see it, Skinner answered, as he carefully put away his shaving implements and washed his face clean of any remaining shaving cream. But we should do something we'd both enjoy. You have seen the Grand Canyon before. Reyes came up to him with a towel and teasingly dried off his face. Ah, but I've never seen the Grand Canyon with you, Walter, she said warmly. That will make it a brand new experience for me. Skinner grinned and allowed her to blot the last of the water droplets before he bent and gave her a quick kiss. Reyes accepted the kiss and returned it with enthusiasm, then pulled away and gave him an impish smile. Then, after we see the canyon, we can stop off in Sedona and do some shopping. Shopping, huh? Skinner laughed. I should have known there'd be a catch in there somewhere. So, they had made the drive to the helipad just south of Sedona and boarded the helicopter and were now flying directly over the Grand Canyon. As he looked down, Skinner was filled with awe at the sight of the majestic red rocks and peaks rising to the sky, and the deep crevice of the canyon that had been cut into the rocks back when the world was still young. He knew that he was looking upon a scene that had been witnessed by men through many centuries, and that the mountains and valleys he saw were the same as had been viewed by prehistoric man. By the Indians of the western prairies, and by the settlers, ranchers, and miners who had been its most recent visitors. He caught sight of Reyes's face, and if she hadn't told him she had already seen the canyon, he would have believed that she was viewing it for the first time. The look on her face, the awe and wonder as she gazed down upon the scene below, was touchingly lovely. Skinner reached for her hand and squeezed it tightly, glad that she was there to share this moment with him. She turned to him, smiled brightly, and squeezed his hand back silently conveying that she understood and that she felt the same way. Once they had returned from their helicopter flight over the Grand Canyon, Skinner and Reyes headed for the town of Sedona. Once there, they took their time wandering through several of the picturesque galleries the town is famous for, enjoying the displays of Indian and Southwestern arts and crafts. They took a break for a light lunch on the terrace at the Creekside Inn, a lovely bed and breakfast on a green wooden slope, that overlooked the sparkling creek that flowed through Sedona. Both were in such high spirits that everything seemed funny, from the rather dour little man who waited on them to the high prices listed on the menu for what turned out to be sort of a nouvelle cuisine. Everything on this menu is baby this or petite that, Skinner commented. Except for the prices, Reyes replied. Can you imagine? $22 for baby lamb chops. Once they placed their orders, they leaned back and enjoyed the scenery. The sound of the creek and the warm wind rustling through the trees, the bright sunshine and blue sky all contributed to their mood. 
As they watched, a young man came by driving a flock of ducks and geese in front of him. Guess we know where they get their pate from, Reyes giggled. Have you ever seen a fatter brood? Their lives must be enormous. A few minutes later, another boy came by, this time leading one sheep and four lambs. Hey, you better run. I think the chef is looking for you, Skinner called out, causing Reyes to break up with laughter. You can't get more fresh than meat on the hoof. The jokes and laughter continued through their lunch, much to the disapproval of the waiter, who was accustomed to more sedate patrons. I don't think he likes us very much, Walter, Reyes commented as they left the inn. Does that really bother you, Monica? Skinner asked, pulling a wary face at her. Hell no, Reyes replied. It was fun to shake him up a bit. Then it was time to hit the boutiques. Skinner watched Reyes with amusement as she went from store to store, finding something to ooh and ah and admire in every one of them, yet in each case deciding against making a purchase. You must be the queen of window shoppers, Skinner commented, as they left their fifth boutique. I know, but I can't help it, Reyes replied. I know what I want, but I just haven't seen it yet, and I won't settle for anything less. Wait! Reyes pulled up short in front of the window of La Chantelle, absolutely transfixed by what she was viewing. Skinner followed the direction of her eye and saw her looking at a mannequin wearing a cream-colored silk outfit. Oh, Walter, she breathed. Isn't it beautiful? This is what I was looking for. Reyes all but ran into the shop, Skinner following behind her. A few moments later, she had disappeared into a fitting room. Skinner waited patiently, looking at some of the displays in the counters without too much interest. Then he heard Reyes' voice behind him. Walter, what do you think? Skinner turned around and was instantly struck by the lovely sight Monica Reyes presented. The cream-colored silk dress looked like it had been made especially for her and somehow combined European sophistication with Western flair. The V-neck cut of the fitted bodice, decorated with iridescent beads, showed her long neck, firm bosom, and small waist to advantage. Then, the silk flared out in heavy, full folds that fell to her ankles. Well, Reyes repeated, what do you think? I think you look absolutely beautiful, Skinner commented with feeling. And I think you'd be a damn fool not to buy that dress. Reyes smiled at him happily, then perioded in front of the mirror like a teenager. I'm so glad you like it, she chirped, because I am totally in love with it. And even though it's almost 300, I'm going to take it. Reyes slipped back into the fitting room and changed back into her jeans and t-shirt, handing the dress to the sales clerk. But another half hour passed before she was ready to leave the boutique, as she selected a pair of high-top cream suede shoes and a clutch bag to go with the dress. Finally, everything was paid for and boxed for her, and she and Skinner exited the store. They were headed back to the Mustang, and Skinner drove them back along the highway to Phoenix. Halfway there, he noticed that Reyes was uncharacteristically quiet, and he glanced over at her. She was slumped against the door of the car, sound asleep, a wistful smile on her face. Skinner smiled at her fondly before turning his attention back to the road and gunning the engine, pushing the little red speedster as fast as it would go. It was nearing 6 p.m. when Skinner and Reyes arrived back at the Phoenician. Reyes awakened shortly before they pulled up, refreshed and animated from her nap. I'm sorry I fell asleep on you, she teased. But that does mean I'm wide awake and ready to go again. What would you like to do this evening? Skinner thought about it for a minute as he helped her out of the car, reached in the back for her box from the boutique, and handed the keys to the valet. How does this sound? Let's go take a swim, and then we can get dressed up and go to Mary Ellen's here at the resort, Skinner suggested.
I could use a swim after all that time in the car. Hmm, sounds good to me, Reyes replied. And Mary Ellen's is the dressiest place here. Gives me a chance to wear my new outfit. Just what I was thinking, Skinner answered with a smile. I'll book a table for eight. That should give us plenty of time. They quickly went to his suite and changed into their swimsuits, Skinner taking a few moments out to make the necessary dinner reservations. Then they headed down to the pool. Jumping into the water, Skinner swam a couple of laps to ease the tension in his arms and legs caused by hours of driving, then simply leaned back and floated in the water. Reyes, on the other hand, was in a playful mood and took several rides down the 165-foot water slide, screaming with delight every time she hurtled down the slide and hit the water. Skinner watched her with amusement and wondered at her energy and her capacity for enjoyment. It amazed him that someone who had seen the things that she had seen on the job had not become jaded, but could get such a thrill out of something so simple. Reyes noticed that he was watching her and waved from the top of the slide. Then she flopped down on her stomach and slid down, head first, shrieking and giggling all the way. She slid under the water and broke the surface a few yards away from the slide, splashing and laughing. She swam over to where Skinner was floating. Did you enjoy the show? She asked breathlessly. Of course, Skinner replied, as he brought his long legs back below the surface in order to tread water and face her. You're a regular little mermaid. Have fun? Oh, God, yes. It's fantastic, Reyes answered as she bobbed up and down in the water. Why don't you try it? Uh, I don't think so, Monica, Skinner responded. I think I'm a little old for water slides. Oh, don't be silly, Walter, Reyes answered. The slide was designed for grown-ups. Come on, give it a try. It'll be fun. I'll just stick with the pool. Thank you very much. Oh, please, Reyes coaxed in a wielding tone. Please try it once, just for me. She came closer to him, so that she was just an arm's length away. Come on, we can even ride down together. Please? Monica, you go ahead if you want, Skinner answered, putting on his best stone face as he tried to resist her please. I'd rather just watch you. The mischievous sparkle began to dance in Reyes's eyes. Now I get it, she said. You're just scared, aren't you? No, Monica, I'm not scared, Skinner said firmly. Oh, yes, you are. Reyes gurgled as she began to splash him with water as she chanted. Walter is a fraidy cat. Walter is a fraidy cat. Stop that, Monica, Skinner commanded, splashing her back. Won't, Reyes replied, splashing even harder as she continued her sing-song. Walter is a fraidy cat. Walter is a fraidy cat. Finally, in exasperation, Skinner catapulted. All right, Monica, I'll go down that damn slide with you. Reyes stopped her splashing and chanting and began to swim for the ladder at the side of the pool. Skinner followed along behind her, pulling his long frame up out of the water with the aid of the ladder. Then, with an air of resignation, he followed her to the large 165-foot slide. While he would never admit it, the simple truth was that he had never been on a slide that size before, and while he wasn't exactly scared, he did find the prospect a little less than inviting. However, he was damned if he would let Reyes get away with her taunting. She began to climb the ladder to the slide, and he followed her, admiring the way her wet swimsuit fitted over the curves of her shapely rear and the power of her thighs and arms as she stretched and climbed each step. Such a view almost made the long climb worthwhile. At last, they were at the top. Reyes turned to Skinner with an eager smile. Here we are, she exclaimed. Do you want us to go one at a time or together? Together. Okay. Reyes dropped 
and sit at the edge of the platform and stretch your legs out so they were reaching down into the slide. Turning, she made motion behind her. You sit down here, behind me. Following her lead, Skinner dropped to a seating position behind Reyes, his long legs drawn up, reaching behind her. Reyes grasped each foot and began to pull them down on either side, straightening them so they ran just outside her own. Like this, your legs around me, she instructed. And then you need to scrunch up next to me and put your arms around me. Skinner smiled as he complied with her directions, wrapping his arms around Reyes's waist and pulling her tightly into himself, savoring the feel of her body close to his. Like this, Monica? Perfect, Reyes answered. Now, are you ready, Walter? Skinner took a deep breath. Ready. Then hang on. Reyes leaned back and then pulled forward, reaching up and grasping his hands with her own to ensure that he would not break his hold as they began to move off the platform and down the slide. Then they were off. Skinner felt a rush of adrenaline and a combination of fear and exhilaration as they moved down the long, curved water slide. Reyes leaned back into him, shrieking with delight, and instinctively he began to roar out as they moved faster and faster, picking up speed with each curve. As they hit the final straightway, their speed increased, practically driving the breath out of his body. Then all of a sudden, the surface of the slide disappeared and he was flying through the air, his grip on Reyes broken. He let out a long, whoa, of pure exuberance at the sensation, and then he hit the water with a mighty splash. It took him a minute to get his bearings underwater, but he was able to turn himself, so he was moving upward and quickly broke the surface. Reyes popped up a few feet beyond, laughing as she did so. Skinner quickly swam to her, and she closed the last little bit of distance, hurtling herself into his arms. You did it, you did it, she chanted, covering his face with kisses. Chapter 21 Skinner paced the floor of the living room of the suite, periodically checking his wristwatch. On the fourth such check, he called out, Monica, are you ready yet? In a minute, Reyes called out for what seemed to him like the upteenth time. How long does it take a woman to get dressed for dinner? Skinner muttered to himself. After all, it had taken him less than half an hour to shower, shave, and dress in his dark blue suit, the suit he had worn on his trip from Washington. As he dressed, tying his tie, he realized that it had been almost a week since he had worn it and that his vacation was coming to an end. In the past, when his vacation had drawn to a close, he had been accepting, almost eager to get back to his work. But this time was different. When he thought about going back to Washington and to his job, he felt a strange sense of apprehension, almost of dread. He shook his head in an attempt to banish those thoughts and once again called out, Monica, are you ready yet? Yes, Walter. He heard her voice close by and turned to see her standing on the threshold of the living room, and the sight of her took his breath away. Gone was the hodian of the afternoon. This Monica Reyes was very poised, very lovely woman. She wore the cream silk dress with grace and dignity, the soft suede shoes, a pearl necklace and pearl earrings completing the outfit. Her face bore just enough cosmetics to bring out her best features, and she wore her hair in an upswept style that managed to be simple and sophisticated at the same time. Reyes smiled at his reaction. I'm sorry I took so long, Walter, she apologized. I hope I was worth the wait. Skinner continued to regard her with undisguised admiration. You're definitely worth waiting for, Monica, he replied. You are beautiful. Reyes inclined her head, accepting the compliment with grace. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. You look quite handsome yourself, Walter. Skinner came to her and held out his arm. If you're ready to go, Monica, I believe our table is waiting. 
That was an absolutely superb dinner, Reyes commented, as they lingered over coffee and cognac in the elegant dining room. I am completely and totally stuffed. Skinner had pre-ordered their dinner, cream of lobster soup with medallions of lobster and summer mushrooms to start, Chateau Briard of buffalo with grilled Sonoma foie gras, Chateau potatoes, and Bernays sauce, and to close their meal, fresh strawberries served with a poppy seed gâteau and lemon curd, all the dishes served with the appropriate vintage wines. The food had been exceptional, the service discreet and excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Monica, Skinner replied. Although perhaps we should have saved this for tomorrow night. Because tomorrow night is going to be our last night together here, Reyes inquired. So you've been thinking about that too, Skinner stated, sipping his cognac. Of course, Reyes answered. It's hard not to think about it. Why are you leaving on Saturday anyway? I like to have the day to sort of ease back into the reality after vacation, Skinner answered. I can use Sunny to catch up on things around the house and sort of get out of vacation mode before I go back to work on Monday. Reyes smiled thoughtfully. Always in control, Walter. I'm just the opposite. I want to squeeze every moment out of my vacation. I figure just being back at work will get me back into the routine fast enough. Well, I have to admit that this time, I'm wishing I hadn't been so practical, Skinner replied. I would have liked to have that extra day. I was thinking earlier that I'm really not looking forward to seeing this vacation end. That's not so unusual, Walter, Reyes answered as she sipped her coffee. Most people don't like to see their vacations end. Nah, but I'm not most people, Skinner said. I always enjoy my trips, but I'm usually more than eager to get back home and get into the harness again. But not this time. Hmm, that's interesting, Reyes mused. I wonder why. Oh, I don't wonder why. I already have the answer. You do? Reyes queried. What is it? Skinner looked directly at her, and when he spoke, his voice low but full of feeling. It's you, Monica. I'm not looking forward to saying goodbye to you. In fact, I'm not really sure that I can. Reyes was silent for a moment, her eyes locked with his. Skinner was surprised to see them slowly fill with tears. When she finally spoke, her own voice was low, but filled with emotion. Oh, Walter, what a beautiful thing to say. And I have to admit, I'm going to hate saying goodbye to you. Skinner reached across the table and took her hand in his. Monica, do we really have to say goodbye? What do you mean, Walter? Reyes asked slowly. You have your life and work in Washington, and I have mine in New Orleans. You could come with me to Washington. Skinner was speaking impulsively now the words tumbling out without any forethought. I'm sure you'd be able to get a job there. Walter, you know it's not that easy, Reyes interrupted. Don't misunderstand. I'd love to make the move to Washington, but right now that's just not possible. Why not, Skinner pressed. When Reyes didn't answer immediately, he continued to press. Monica, why not? If you couldn't get a position with the FBI right away, there are other agencies. Unless there's something holding you back. Skinner paused as a sudden thought struck him. Monica, is there someone else in your life? Is that the reason? Maria shook her head, she replied. No, Walter. There's no one in my life right now. The emphasis she put on the last two words caught Skinner's attention. You say there's no one in your life right now, but there was someone, wasn't there? Someone you cared about very much. Reyes lowered her head so that it was impossible to see her face. Skinner took her silence for assent and felt a sudden sense of jealousy at the thaw of the unknown man in her life 
and then began to realize, of course, it all made sense. He abruptly released Reyes's hand and pulled away, sitting back in his chair. It's John Doggett, isn't it? He asked. You were involved with Agent Doggett. Reyes looked up quickly, and he saw the confusion on her face. What on earth makes you think that? Isn't it obvious? Skinner inquired. You've already admitted you two knew each other, that you're close, and you came running when he called you back in Montana. Walter, John Doggett and I are colleagues and friends. That's all we've ever been, Reyes replied. We became very close friends when we were searching for his son, and that friendship has endured. We respect and admire each other. If I needed his help with a case or a problem, I know he'd be there for me, just as I am there for him. But that's as far as our relationship goes. He is not in love with me, and I am not in love with him. Skinner felt an enormous sense of relief at her words, relief that was quickly replaced with doubt. Still, you didn't deny that there was someone else in your life. No, I didn't, Reyes answered. But before I give you the answer, you better be sure that you want to hear it. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't want to know, Skinner replied, feeling the skin on the back of his neck begin to prickle with apprehension. Okay, if that's what you want, Reyes shrugged. Yes, there was someone in my life, but he's not in New Orleans. He's in Washington, D.C. now. You probably already know him. His name is Brad Fulmer. Brad Fulmer? Yes, Skinner knew him all right. An image formed in his mind of the most recent addition to the deputy director's senior staff, assistant director Brad Fulmer. He had transferred to Washington recently from New York, picking up the job that many thought would have gone to John Doggett, assistant director of the missing persons division. Young for such a responsible position, physically attractive with his blonde, blue-eyed, boyish good looks. Fulmer seemed to have it all. But there was something about Fulmer that seemed a bit off to Skinner, something about him that didn't ring true. And he wasn't the only one to feel that way. His secretary, Kim, once commented that she didn't feel comfortable being around the new assistant director. When Skinner asked her why, she said, I can't really explain it. There's just something about him that seems off. All my instincts tell me to stay away from him. Reyes was watching Skinner closely, and she gave a bitter smile as she read the look on his face. I see I was right. You do know him. Oh, yes, Monica. I do know Assistant Director Fulmer, Skinner replied. My question is, how do you know him? We were lovers, Reyes said. Those three simple words in a totally matter-of-fact manner, but they were burned into Skinner's brain. He paled slightly underneath his Arizona tan as those words sickened him. His jaw clenched and Reyes saw his hand tighten into a fist. Tentatively, she laid her hand over his. Walter, we need to talk about it, but not here. Let's take a walk in the garden, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.